Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley, and the show is a day late today because I was working on some OPA Organization for Professional Astrologers training programs up in Martha's Vineyard, and I had less than a bar of cell phone service, and I had uh, no funky internet. So kept trying to record it and kept falling off. So I apologize for the day late. Uh, hopefully this will find you still ready to listen to the weekly weather. So I'm back at the bright red desk, having just flown in from Martha's Vineyard, and we're going to talk about the week ahead, the week of September 16th, 2018. As I predicted last week, the Kavanaugh nomination is in a bit of a turmoil. I said, watch the news on Thursday, and that's, of course, when the letter broke. Um, And that was watching the uh, planetary aspects for his initial nomination come back to echo the nomination aspects in the sky. So when he was nominated, Uranus was um, uh, direct and Saturn was retrograde. And now Saturn's gone direct and Uranus is retrograde. So they both got back to the nomination day uh, aspects. So it's kind of cool. You know, it's definitely one of those things to watch. So anyway, it happened on Thursday. And then we had uh, the, the student who he uh, who alleges he attempt, he assaulted her when they were in high school. Um, he was with a Catholic boys' school. She was with a private girls' school. Uh, forward we go. Uh, interestingly, Diane Feinstein uh, was elected in the wake of the Anita Hill uh, trial, trials and tribulations, when Clarence Thomas was nominated to the court in 1991. So here we are, 29 years later. Saturn, 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 you can't make it up. And Diane is the woman who received the letter and basically held on to it because the initial, initially the woman didn't want to go public. So we'll see what happens. We can anticipate lots, lots and lots of stuff for a few reasons. Uh, Mars is squaring Uranus this week. And, of course, Mars is in Taurus squaring Uranus right on uh, Brad Kavanaugh's chart and right on the day, Brett Kavanaugh's chart, and on the day of the, um, uh, and, and Uranus in the sky, which is retrograde. And, of course, Mars is also then going to be in a semi-sextile, which is a stress aspect, to Saturn. Okay, so we've got a big wahoo this week. And watch for that Mars square. That's tomorrow. You're going to feel the energy is building, uh, and then it will release over the next few days. We also have Mercury leaving Virgo and going into the sign of Libra. Uh, And remember, Mars is out of bounds, right? So, uh, you know, watch for the out-of-bounds Mars. Vesta is also out of bounds, uh, which is the home and hearth energy. Uh, So watch for how, I mean, obviously we have North Carolina underwater, North to South Carolina with with the hurricane. Uh, So watch for uh, energies with families, with homes, with housing, and the Mars square Uranus gives us a real wahoo. We also have, um, in addition to Mercury going into Libra, we have the sun going into Libra. This is called the equinox. It's when the days and the nights are even. Equal day, equal night, equinox. Now, that's going to happen on uh, Eastern time zone. That's going to happen on September 22nd at 9.54 p.m., and this is always a fun time. You can take an egg and stand it on its head, and it'll stand there. And then as the sun rolls off the equator, the egg will slowly tip over and roll away. Make sure you do it with a hard-boiled egg. Or if you do it with a 
a raw egg, make sure you don't, you're kind of watching it when it tips because it rolls really quickly. Um, I first remember seeing this when I was a kid, and not a kid, I was in my 20s, but I was working in Midtown, and there was, the Equinox was at lunchtime, and they must have had like 50 eggs on the plaza across the street from where I opened, you know, where, I, where my office was. And all these people standing eggs up, and they're all standing there, and then they all just kind of tipped over at the same time. It's very cool, and it's definitely a twice-a-year phenomena. happens on the Aries ingress and the Libra ingress as the sun goes across the equator, which, of course, then makes our days here in the Northern Hemisphere be one day shorter, one minute shorter, and the nights get one minute longer as we, we head on down to that winter solstice when when sun gets to the bottom of uh, Capricorn, gets to the Tropic of Capricorn. And so for our friends in the south, southern hemisphere, here comes your winter, here comes your summer. For those of us here in the northern, here comes here comes fall. And we are definitely moving into it. So watch for the shift, watch for the energy. And it's kind of a rocking and rolling week with uh, – Last week, we had three planets change signs, so a lot of stuff shifted. People shifted. Emotions shifted. Uh, <clears throat> people had reactions and went, oh, my God, oh, my God, I never saw that before. Now that I see it, what do I do? A um, lot of energy with that. And then this week, with Mercury going into Libra and the sun going into Libra, we uh, leaving Virgo behind. Virgo, of course, is young women, single women. Uh, teenage women, teenage years, Gemini. Now, when people say to me, do I think it happened, I'm going to look at uh, Brett's got that Mars retrograde, Uranus retrograde, and Pluto retrograde in his chart, conjunct, joined tightly. Mars is interestingly age 17. Uh, She was in a bathing suit uh, because he tried to get the bathing suit off, allegedly, and um, his Mars is at uh, his Mars is at twenty six forty three. His Pluto is at fifteen thirty five, uh, and of course fifteen thirty five is was her age. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. It's an interesting astrology exercise to watch. It's an in conjunct to series, um, and of course. The, the story was there were three of them, Mars, Pluto, Uranus, right? And that's three hanging out together. And uh, one of them jumped on Brett when he was holding her down, and they tumbled to the floor, allowing her to escape. Uranus, Pluto, a little tussle, right? And then Mars took off. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. It certainly is active in his chart. Uh, the sun going across these points brought it up into the public consciousness because he's got all those planets in Virgo and brought the allegations to light, although I was looking at his Uranus and Saturn saying watch for Thursday, but also the sun illuminates. We see things we hadn't seen before. We hear things we hadn't heard before. So we'll go forward. And then he also has Jupiter in Taurus at 17, uh, opposite Neptune at 19. Okay, so that's the alcohol energy and of course the degrees in the planets are the ages so I immediately went snooping around to see if he had aspects at 16 17 and lo and behold yes Uh, traditionally when this kind of stuff happens there's not just one so we may actually now that she's coming forward there may be some others that pop out of the woodwork be interesting to see stay tuned 
because uh, there's a gathering of energy in the heavens, Mars square Uranus. Uh, and all Mars, of course, is out of bounds in Aquarius, and he is squaring Uranus in Taurus. And um, it's going to be in conjunct to... Uh, Mars is going to be in conjunct to the uh, Brett's moon in, in Cancer. Uh, so forward. Um, okay, let's talk about the week ahead and how we're going to work with it and what you want to do with it. This energy is very wild, as you might have guessed, and Mars is out of bounds. So your job is to harness it and to say, okay, i got Mars in Aquarius now. I'm going to take a new approach, and I'm going to do it in a different way, and I'm going to do some stuff and say, yeah, this is my plan. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to go. And you can expect to be rocket-fueled, okay, this week because we've got a lot of energy. The, the Mercury in Virgo really likes to get stuff done, and he's in Virgo until um, Sunday or until, until Friday, and then his son is in Libra. It's also Yom Kippur. The Day of Atonement is on Wednesday, uh, the day of fasting, and my cats are howling. I'm not quite sure why. I've been away. I didn't feed them, but maybe that's why they're howling. At any rate, they're going to have to howl. Uh, and I am on a cell phone because my house phone is out because AT&T doesn't know how to fix it. So <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is, this. I mean, it's in my chart. So I'm going, all right, we're going to work on it. My assistant Rose goes, I don't think AT&T wants your business anymore. I said, I think I got a nasty Verizon rep that keeps unplugging my phone. Um, all right, so today the moon is in Capricorn, and it's, it entered Capricorn last night, Sunday night at 7.15 p.m., about the time I gave up on trying to record, uh, get the Internet to work, um, and forward. So it's in Moon is in Capricorn last night, today, tomorrow the 18th, and it goes void at 1.10 p.m. with a trine to the sun. So Moon trine the sun in Cap. Then it's void uh, in the afternoon on the 19th from 1.10 to 7.52 p.m., and then at 7.52 p.m. it goes into Aquarius. It's in Aquarius uh, Wednesday night, Thursday all day, Friday, and it goes void at 1.13 p.m. on Friday afternoon. It's void on Friday afternoon. Bright and early on the 22nd, it goes into Pisces at 8.27 a.m. And then it's in Pisces the 22nd, the 23rd, and it goes void on the 24th, on the, there's, that's the day of the full moon in Aries, uh, goes void at 1.26 a.m. with a trine to Jupiter. So all week long, the moon has got lovely aspects. Now, you want to look at your chart to see when things get launched. So in my case, I'm going to wait for that Capricorn moon because it's going to get out of my 12th house of undoing, and I'm going to wait till it goes into Aquarius this week on Thursday and Friday, and the information about my trip uh, to Italy will be up on the Internet. I mean, it's actually up there now, but I'll do a big launch of it. And that's going to be the, that trip runs from the 9th to the 15th of May next year in Tuscany. And also this weekend I'm going to be speaking at the Philadelphia chapter of NCGR on uh, the um, Jupiter and Sag and the upcoming Capricorn stuff, uh, you know, and where it lands in your chart. And um, early on Saturday morning, I'm going to be marrying uh, uh, Stephen and Jesse uh, at Snug Harbor in Staten Island. So that's my Saturday morning. Um, so this week has got lovely aspects for doing things, creating things, going for things. And as Mercury enters Libra and the sun enters Libra, 
there's a lot of new energy about and a kind of a forward motion that we're going to be working with, okay? So it's very helpful, helpful, helpful energy. We also watch the sun this week because he is in the last degrees of Virgo. This is the harvest time. So you've been working with this Virgo energy and you really want to kind of keep working with it. Now it does have, uh, the sun does have a number of aspects to Eris, the goddess of discord and troublemaking. She's the one that uh, caused the trouble at the, um, at the wedding and uh, kind of caused the problem there. It caused the Trojan War. So to seeing Eris with an inconjunct and with a contraparallel on the 16th and 17th. So the Virgo sun is a 23, aspecting Eris at 23 Aries. Watch this energy that Clarence Thomas nominations led to a bunch of women being elected into Congress because people were so mad that Anita Hill was not listened to. Joe Biden had three or four witnesses that also came forward that he did not let testify. Um, He was the head of the committee at that point, and he subsequently apologized uh, for his behavior. But so we want to watch the 16th and 17th, and all I can say is, if there's anybody out there that had problems with Mr. Kavanaugh, call Ronan Farrow, and he'll get an article in the New Yorker magazine, because last week he did another article, and Les Moondez resigned. Um, So the Me Too movement with Jupiter in, in Scorpio, right, it's not quite done yet. It's not going to be done until Election Day. Actually, a couple days after Election Day, Jupiter goes into Sag. And we always know that when the, uh, when the beginning of the thing, which was last year in October, when Jupiter went into Scorpio and Harvey went down, we've seen it. And now we get to the culmination as Jupiter's rolling back through the back end of Scorpio. And he's entering into the Cancerian section, right? So Jupiter right now is uh, hanging out at uh, 20. Um, so he's in about to go into the Cancer Decant right, because he's in the Scorpio decant, then he goes into the Pisces decant, and then the last is the Cancer decant. So this next 10 degrees with Jupiter at 20 Scorpio, we can expect a lot of emotional processing around Jupiter's journey in Scorpio, which, of course, initiated the Me Too movement, and it's up and running this month, next month, through elections, November 10th. Uh, what What is safety? Where are you safe? How do you protect people? What do you nurture? How do you nurture? Um, Sun is contraparallel Athena on September 18th, suggesting justice, rule of law is a little bit challenged. There's also a biquintile to Uranus on the 18th, which I look at as an interesting aspect because Sun Uranus in biquintiles is unusual changes or shifts. Sun joins Mercury on the 20th, which is Mercury combust. What that means is everybody's going to believe they're right, okay? It's a big week for believing they're right. You're going to believe you're right. They're going to believe they're right. Everybody's right, Uh, which means nobody's wrong, but you might not agree with the other guy's right. So just kind of know it's a little bit contentious. The sun also goes uh, at 28 uh, Virgo. It's going to trine marriage planet, partnership planet, and that's going to happen on the 21st. Then the sun bright and early on the 22nd, or I'm sorry, bright and late, 9.54 p.m. on the 22nd, goes into Libra. That's the day of the equinox where the egg balances. Adjust for your local time, 9.54 is East Coast time. So it's 6 o'clock out there for you West Coast people. And it's really cool. Sun is also opposite Chiron, suggesting some kind of wounding happening. And that takes place on the 23rd. Sun is parallel Mercury. Again, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. 
And then the sun is in conjunct Uranus after a biquintile with Uranus, and that takes place on the 24th, uh, which is next Monday. So it'll be interesting with the sun in the last degrees of Virgo going into Libra. Mercury, busy guy this week. He's flying. He runs from 19 Virgo all the way to 4 Libra. Okay, 19 Virgo all the way to 4 Libra. And he goes into Libra on September 21st uh, at 11.39 p.m. Now, he also has that conjunction with the sun on the 20th, the day before, where the two of them are really agreeing. And they're agreeing in Virgo. Okay, they're agreeing in Virgo, which is attention to detail and paying attention to things. The Mercury also has a hard aspect to the nodes of fate on September 16th, inviting us, uh, certainly it was a hard aspect for me trying to get that uh, blog talk radio to work, uh, but also you know, trying to get a bar on my cell phone, really. Uh, so a lot of energy around communications not taken or miscommunications or communications not really working well. Then we get to the 17th this week, Mercury's talking to Ceres, interested in how we nurture and care for people. There's also an inconjunct to Eris, which speaks to Mercury arguing with the feminine and the angry feminine. Remember, the sun has an argument with her, as does Mercury. Now, remember, Eris, of course, is pretty tough out there. She got Pluto demoted. She doesn't take no for an answer. She's prominent in charts of people like Joan of Arc, Margaret Sanger, uh, Darwin, Kepler, Heisenberg's principle of uncertainty, People that change the way things move. So the fact that Eris is involved in this fight makes it really interesting to me because she's there to right the wrongs and she's the angry feminine and she's also Mars's sister. So this is interesting to watch her so active this week as we're running into this energy. Mercury is also parallel Chiron for an enormous wounding energy and waking up and also it's in a biquintile to Uranus. It's echoing the sun's aspects. Again, unexpected communication on the 19th. Watch what comes out. Watch what you hear. Certainly pay attention, especially around 5 o'clock East Coast time, your, just for your time zone. Mercury also has a contraparallel to Eris on September 21st, which is a pushback, and a contraparallel to Athena, which is justice. Now, interestingly, Eris and justice and Mercury are all running Pallas Athena, which is justice. Eris, the goddess of discord and Mercury, the communication planet, in the sign of teenagers. Virgo is the sign of teenagers um, pushing. Mercury also has a trine to the marriage planet, the partnership planet on the 21st, which says we're going to partner, and then he enters Libra, uh, as I mentioned before, on the 21st, with an opposition to Chiron, same as the sun has on the 22nd, uh, which is a wounding, and then there's also an inconjunct to Uranus, which pushes, and then a square to Saturn. Now, remember, the sun has the inconjunct to Uranus on Monday the 21st, but then he's going to have the, the square to Saturn on, you know, next week, right? You know, a sun square Saturn at the early degrees of cap, two degrees of cap. Then Mercury trines the out-of-bounds Mars in Aquarius, and he also has an interesting aspect to the nodes of fate on Sunday and Monday. So we're going to watch for the sun to do that next week. And these are interesting aspects because they are around communication and how we think and what we say is important. Uh, Venus also has a hard aspect to Ceres. Uh, she's in Scorpio right now. She's in her shadow. Uh, and she's going um, as high as seven. She's going from four to seven. So she's going to be aspecting Ceres. 
She also has a hard aspect to the nodes of fate on um, the September 16th. And that, of course, was Venus square. The nodes is uh, the person naming herself and saying, okay, I'm going to tell you who I am. And Venus and Scorpio square the nodes of fate. These, these nodes were activated on the 27th by the eclipse. And they're at the same degree as the eclipse was. They're at four, four in the fours of the Leo Aquarius mix. So watch for the choices you're faced with this week. Venus also has parallel and contraparallel aspects on the 20th, which was the day the vote was scheduled for. But she's also uh, contraparallel the North Node. And of course, she's in Scorpio, which is sexual. And she also has a quintile to Pluto and a biquintile to Chiron. Uh, there's a lot of interesting energy going on out there. Now, it may not just, you know, in our culture, it's going to play out, obviously, in the confirmation hearings. In your world, look where you have Venus and Scorpio. Look back to that July 27th eclipse. A lot of you had tough times on that, that around that time, because the moon was on the south node. Now Venus is coming along to square it. She's going to bring into highlight your choices, what's important choices for you to make. And then she's going to have an aspect to it as a parallel, contra-parallel. And she's going to talk to you about really understanding the passions that you want. Now, remember, all summer long, every other planet in the heaven was retrograde except for Venus. Now, she's going to be retrograde this fall. And she has a star point. She joins with the sun on October 26th, which starts a new eight-year cycle for her around money and value and worth. But right now, she's aspecting that note of fate on the eclipses. And the interestingly, the star point is like two degrees away from the eclipse. So the summer eclipses, especially the July 27th one, back and active, going to be hit a bunch of times. Mars is going to go through it again. The Venus sun is going to join it. This week, Venus gets it as she's going direct. She's going to go backwards over it, and then she's going backwards over it a third time. Universe really pushing on your buttons, asking you, are you doing your right path? And uh, you know, trust me, if you're not with Venus and Scorpio, you'll be uh, you'll be corrected, because <laughs> she kind of goes, okay, um, you know, I've been talking to you about this. I love Venus and Scorpio. I happen to have it, and yes, that means I'm having my Venus return in the next couple of days. Um, but what we want to do with Venus is we look at her and we understand when she's in Scorpio, she's very passionate and she's very intense. And, of course, she's in Scorpio, so she's answering to that out-of-bounds Mars in Aquarius. And she's squaring him because he's in Aquarius and she's in Scorpio, right? So we thought we saw fireworks with Serena arguing with the ref, right? That was Libra and Capricorn. You ain't seen nothing yet with Venus in Scorpio wearing Uranus, Mars, right? So watch your feminine-masculine dynamics. Now, this can just be a conflict within you, too, that the feminine wants to do this and the masculine wants to do that, and they're having this argument. I'm cool with that. But this energy is very potent, and as it gets closer uh, to, you know, right now Venus is going ahead a little bit ahead of Mars, right? But they're going to have a little do si again when she backs over him and then goes over him again, right? So uh, it's big. This is big. And really, it's, you know, one of the things that I talk to people a lot about is making sure they're following their heart's path. 
And this is what this North Node in Leo wants you to do. What is your heart's path? And more importantly, why? And what does that do uh, from the point of view of in the world? And of course, it's going to bring up all the old stuff with the um, all the old stuff with the. Uh, I got an incoming call. Jeez Louise! Oh, <laughs> I'm on my cell phone because my house phone doesn't work. Um, going to bring up all the old stuff with the Clarence Thomas nomination. And of course, Diane came into power on the Clarence Thomas, and now is facing a very left uh, opponent, much much to her left. Um, so it's also just like understanding the role of feminine and masculine, and I think it's really important. You know, we were up at uh, up in Martha's Vineyard. We're getting ready for the OPA conference in uh, Tucson in October, and we were working on the counseling program, uh, which they're offering for the first time. And we were kind of like the cosmic guinea pigs. So we had the trainer, the people who worked on it, and we were we were testing it, taking it for a test ride, so to speak, and. Um, and we did. We took it for a test ride. And it really was interesting working out the dynamics of what you say and how you say it and what it's about. And with Venus and Mars in such a little fight, and, of course, the Mars, Mars and Uranus in a fight, you know, we're having a lot of contentious energy. But it's also a lot about paying attention to the other guy's shoes. Not that you necessarily have to wear their shoes, but you at least need to slow down and and kind of look with compassion and understand your biases. And one of the uh, one of the exercises, which was very helpful, I thought, was to write your biases down, right? And I, you know, kind of sat and thought about, well, you know, what am I biased about? And it was an interesting exercise to understand where those biases are and what they're about. With the Mars, Uranus, and the Venus all in this big kerfluffle, you're going to be asked to understand your biases. You're going to be asked to understand why you believe what you believe and, more importantly, why you don't. Remember, Mercury is joining with the sun in Virgo. Combust. Yeah, that's pretty potent. And uh, they're also working on, the, on the, uh, the parallel level, too. On declination, they're joined. So the two of them are hanging out and asking you to really understand what it is you believe and, more importantly, why. So with Venus and Scorpio running from four Scorpio to seven and aspecting the nodes of fate and aspecting Chiron and Pluto, uh, it's an interesting energy moving forward. Uh, and watch it because it's very potent this week. Mars this week is at one to two and a half, three Aquarius. And he has a square to Uranus, as I already mentioned, on the 18th. That's a little combustive. And unfortunately, that's one of those shooting aspects. So hopefully uh, everybody ducks and nobody gets shot. Mars is also quintile Jupiter on the 19th, which is a nice aspect in Scorpio, and that's uh, pushing forward. And he also is biquintile Athena uh, on the 20th, which is taking action. And then he is in a semi-square to Saturn on the 21st. Semi Mars, semi-square, Saturn, they're in each other's blind spots, right? So Mars is in Aquarius, Saturn's in his blind spots. Um, one of the things that happens with Saturn, especially when he's in an early degree like he is here at two and a half, is he's very fundamental in his understanding of karma. Whenever planets are low degrees of Saturn, any planet, they have a very bare bones energy where they really get to understand it on a deeper level because they're so young. Saturn says what's right, what's wrong, right? 
and he is our moral arbiter. And a lot of times we like to think, oh, you know, that doesn't really matter. Yeah, it does. And so Saturn weighing in story this week with Mars, as Mars goes dancing along out of bounds, kicking up his heels, playing with Uranus, soon to play with Venus. Interesting week, okay? And just do recognize the feminine and the masculine are not necessarily in happy mode, right? Jupiter is in a quintile to Athena on the 20th in Virgo, right? Jupiter and Scorpio entering the Cancer Decans. Saturn's in a quintile to Neptune, uh, which, again, these are harmonics. These are fifth harmonics, which are actually brilliant aspects for helping you see things. Uranus is trying, after he receives the square from Mars, he is trying to out-of-bounds Vesta on the 23rd. And then Chiron has a number of aspects. He's square to Vesta, and he's parallel series. And Vesta, of course, enters Capricorn. So Vesta is getting in the energy too. Vesta is the sister energy, the sister, the supportive energy, the woman who sits by the hearth, not always noticed, but paying attention. So Vesta enters Capricorn on the 17th. It'll be very interesting to see how she plays out because she is the sister energy. So the sisters, the school sisters of the women that went to her school have all come forward. Uh, to support her. And again, Vesta is out of bounds too. Um, so it's an interesting energy because Vesta and Mars are also in, in, in a blind spot to each other. Last but not least, we have series aspecting the nodes of fate on the 16th, asking us to choose our fate. And remember, choose carefully because Saturn's watching and all these planets are really wild. We can make good choices or bad choices this week. And I hope you make very good choices. And big hugs and lots of love. And I apologize for the uh, show being late. Um, it's one of those weeks. And also, my phone's out. <laughs> my Mercury's afflicted on top of everything else. So I wish you all a good week. Watch as the Mercury, uh, as the planets come and come along and activate Kavanaugh's chart. He's February 12th, 1965. I set him as a uh, 0.24 a.m. in Washington, 12 a.m., based on his nomination date and his uh, level. Um, the nomination for him was July 9th, 2018, 2018 at 6.06 p.m. in Washington, and the hearing for him was September 4th, uh, 2018, 9.37 in the morning. Look at those charts. They're really interesting. Take care and we'll check in with you next week. Bye. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.